0: You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Katherman. And today we're continuing our series through the landmines of systematic theology. And today we're going to be covering what is man or mankind and humans. And we're going to be covering the topic of sin. And I don't know if we should do these kind of together uh, or...
1: Landmines, huh? Can. uh... <laughs> Humanity. Let's see. Or sin. No, no yeah. landmines there at all.
0: No, 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 no.
1: I, I'm gonna f- suggest we probably handle them separately, okay. or at least try to. I think, I think what's gonna happen is these are intertangled. Sure. And so we're probably not gonna be able to detangle them too much. But let's at least take them a category do you at a time. Start
0: with man. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. What is man? <laughs> God is mindful of him.
1: Okay. We're, we're talking landmines, right? Sure. So. Well, you're in seminary. What are the biggest? debates that you run into in seminary about this. I know when I was in seminary, there was one that like never went away, and I just got so tired of it all the time. Every seminary student on the planet always wanted to talk about this. Do you have this going on? You know what I'm talking about? I don't about?
0: think so. Maybe I'm in a different class. But... Maybe.
1: Uh, so it was always about Calvinism. Okay. Everybody wanted to talk about Calvinism. And then uh, in this case, so for this particular area of study in our theology, I think it comes down to total depravity. Sure. Which, which is debated, which is a landmine, right? Right, and I think the idea is it's not. So some people take that to mean there's not anything that, of any value or any good that we can do at all, and they'd say, oh, there's nothing good you can right. do without apart from God and all that. And so man is completely as evil as he possibly can be. Okay. Now I don't, I don't hold to the position that man is as evil okay. as he possibly can be. Sure. I think, I think God is actually keeping all of humanity from being as evil as it possibly can be even if we're not right. his people and saved. But I would say that total depravity is we lack the ability to save ourselves in any way. Okay. So being totally depraved,
0: not that means, we don't ever do anything good.
1: Right. Or but, or that we are all continually evil at right. every at the highest level of evil. Right. Right. I think if if God were to hold back his protection of sure. his creation on that level. We would be as evil right. as we possibly could be, which, but he doesn't do that. Which so, makes
0: sense, because I, yeah, I believe that we don't do anything good apart from God, right? But Good
1: in God's economy of sure. good, right? Yeah.
0: But I mean, I have unbelieving friends who do nice things, are good to their neighbor, help old ladies cross the street, right? So I think the answer to
1: that is, do they do the same things we see Christians do? And sometimes the answer is yes. Yeah. They're charitable. Well, where, where does that come right. from? Or they're but the issue here is dead, right? Right, and dead people don't just suddenly resuscitate. Sure. They don't limp along right. until they find some healing. Right. They don't, you know. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not flailing around drowning. We're totally dead. Right. So the total depravity is we're totally dead, not half right. dead like in the Princess Bride, and sure. you know you put some bellows sure. in your lungs and then you can still talk a little bit. Like totally right. dead is the idea. Now that's a really controversial concept for people right we can't save ourselves there's nothing we can do obviously that's going to be a huge we're going to get into
0: some of those as we go along as we start talking about election and atonement and stuff like that but for the purpose of this like are there landmines and maybe why man was even created in the first place that would be yes well
1: especially if you get out so we're talking about landmines within the theology right but most of these landmines that i'm thinking of i'd have to think a little more but most of them are actually like either between Christianity and false religions right. claiming to be Christianity, like Mormonism comes to mind, right. which I'll come back to that, or sure. how we define ourselves in gender and creation and identity yeah. and on and on. Right. So I think most of those, so I'm trying to think of the landmines within the church. I'm trying to sure. hold, you know, that's a little trickier. And a lot of these things that we're talking about have bled into the church. So That's a good point. So let's... So Mormons will identify themselves as Christians, although I would contend the Bible says otherwise. Right. But Mormons would say that there was a pre-existence, and the reason that man was created was so all those angels, which we talked about that in another one, or all right. those pre-existent spirits could get a body. Sure. So the reason for the creation of man was so that they could all get bodies, right. go through the whole rigmarole, do all the stuff, eventually be their own gods or whatever. Right. Um, so that's... That would be the purpose there. But I would say like if you hold to most orthodox beliefs of the creation of man, it was to glorify God. Correct. To honor God. Some would hold that God was lonely, which is not the case according sure. to the Bible, and he right. needed to create a friend for himself or exactly. something.
0: Well, and you talk about Mormonism and, and some of the, the false dichotomies as as far as mankind. But that even has crept into Orthodox Christianity too, because I know christians so called christians air quotes who believe that we're little gods right because yeah. we were created in god's image
1: oh so therefore we have all the aspects right. of god instead of just the the communicable attributes yeah um the, so we are the image bearers of god but that doesn't mean we're everything right god sure right um god is shared god. we don't have more than what god has other than sin <laughs>
0: But we don't have equal to what God has. But we don't God have has. equal
1: to what God has, right? Yeah. So I think that there's can be that. a little landmine. And that can be that can be tricky because if you come up in what maybe like some Pentecostal circles, sure. there's a lot more about God like like you were just talking about, well we're little gods right. in some way. Well you come in with other circles, then you say, Well no, we only have these attributes and we're we're holy and entirely different in these ways from God. Right. Which the image bearer the, issue is one. Right. Right. What does that mean that we're image bearers? of god sure right uh some people say well that means god has this gender that gender which sure. that's a whole nother gender argument yeah. whatever you could do a S- whole
0: podcast on that
1: some people will say uh um we are the very incarnation of christ in us the incarnate christ lives in us so therefore he can only go where we go which is really a landminey issue like he's not all powerful and omnipresent then in that way and part of it is because we get confused between his humanity and his deity right um which there's another landmine i guess that how the hypostatic union works was he fully god fully man the church has dealt with so many heresies along the way some
0: orthodox Christians would say he laid his divinity aside and everything he did we did as a man so we can too right everything
1: he did we can do exactly the same yeah there's that kind of argument or he has no divinity right you know and we get to be gods like he became a sure. god It'd be kind of the mormon view mm-hmm. like we're just like him uh, but anyway so i think there's another thing coming which we haven't experienced much but i think it's worth some thought and that is the idea that that we are embodied uh, fully human image bearers of god but we're starting to function in realms where we're disembodied And the holistic nature of who we are has disappeared. So you can give yourself a a different uh, avatar or icon on the Internet. You communicate apart from anybody actually looking at you as a person, knowing your actual name. And we're doing more and more and more of this, which is what I think is causing us not to think very much about the holistic
0: whole person. Right, or even see them as a person. Or I, mean, I remember yeah. in the 90s having like an AOL screen name, or like like a nickname or a handle, right? And I think now we just kind of hide behind those computers and that monitor screen, so we'll just maybe say things we wouldn't necessarily say face-to-face with someone. Right, we've dehumanized you know? some of yeah, that. Exactly. So there's
1: sort of that, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see that play out more and more mm. as society goes on, as this VR world goes on, sure. as, as the tech continues to grow. I think that... The fact that we've become disembodied people instead of, instead of people and made in God's image, I think that would be a big, that'll be that'll be an interesting potential for landmines in the church on how we do that.
0: Yeah, no, that would be difficult, and it's hard too because, like you said, we are created in God's image, right? It's a, it's a skewed image or a broken image because of sin. That is a landmine
1: as well for some people. Is it Genesis five three? That were made in Adam's image. Right. That was originally made in God's image that right. was tarnished. Or are we actually made in in God's image and we don't have an original we don't have sin carried with <laughs> us, right? Which we're gonna that in. so Sure. But too. I
0: mean at that point though you, I would argue if we were created in God's dimension in some manner or fashion, then we should be more valuable or more important than animals.
1: Oh, that's a super good one.
0: But I feel like we give a lot more weight to animals, right? Like, I, I'm reading in seminary right now about ethics and abortion. And, you know, isn't it like a bald eagle egg? If you even touch that egg, <laughs> like, right. you'll go to jail forever. But, you know, yeah. humans' lives. Sea turtle lives, eggs are you know, valued upon all right. things. Right.
1: <laughs> We but put more
0: value to animal life than we do human life.
1: Human life doesn't have value in some people's eyes until sure. it's an air breather, but a turtle inside a shell totally undeveloped or underdeveloped has yeah. fines and value and right. um, and then yeah, that's that's a really big deal. When do we have that value as a human? Sure. You know, at and conception in itself. Somewhere along the way. Something goes from now we were just embryonic to now something. Right. Is it Heartbeat, you know, when does you know, when life it gets happen? Like, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, the really interesting thing is when does life happen? When it has the potential to be life.
0: Right. But even that you argue, because at twenty four weeks or whatever, you have the potential outside of the womb. But even then you're hooked up to false quit you know, well, artificial. Equipment. Even
1: even sperm and an egg have potential sure. to be a human. Or or is it the heartbeat? But yet yeah. something was happening before that. Here's what's interesting though. If we find living cells of any kind or the evidence of of even one right. single cell organism in some way on Mars will identify that as life on Mars, sure, but if you found one single living cell that wasn't of the exact same DNA of mom right, but instead was of its own DNA with mom and dad, yeah. that's not life right right this is these are the debated, challenging difficulties yeah. of what is man, what is life, and right. we haven't even got into all the gender identification sure. yeah. Um, and how are we created to be? I mean, this and these, those things are playing out in really difficult and unique ways within the church. You know, some churches are saying, wait a second, gender is a yeah. part of your created being and person and who you are, that God given, God gave you gender, which is a pretty good argument. Or not, and then you can choose, and this, that, and the other thing. And so churches are having to walk through. How do we believe? And some are saying, "Well, God messed
0: up and gave me the wrong gender." Yeah, exactly. So some churches go, "Yep, that's right." But you have every
1: freedom, and other churches are saying, (laughs) "No." And so these are the debates. These are the debates that really that particular debate probably didn't used to be much
0: in the Orthodox Church, but it's starting
1: to find its way in, right. The value of animals over humanity is starting to find its way into the Christian belief. Well, I
0: feel like all these types of landmines start out as little things, right? Like when I was a kid, I remember it was just the, the homosexuality issue. Was that okay or not okay? And then it just feels like these type of things snowball, right? Yeah. So.
1: Well, and so the, so now the landmines are not even, the things that we were tiptoeing around sure. aren't even discussed. And now the sure. other things are these big tiptoed issues. Correct. That's really, really, really tough. Yeah really tough and so i I would say that really all of these things sort of play out in the theological area of what is man yeah what is the bible what does god's word say is man Mm -hmm. and are we going to submit to that or define it
0: ourselves yeah that's a good point who defines that god us and i think that's the issue is
1: are we self-defining right or does does god define who we are right though these are these are the landmines that's what the yeah. That's what the topic is, right? Yeah. We're not necessarily We're just, dealing with all the issues. Nope. We're just letting you know where all We're, the landmines yeah. are. Which I
0: think a lot of us already kind of know those are there. Uh, what about with sin, though? Can we shift gears a little bit?
1: Landmines with... Well, okay. The, uh, the Yes, I let's feel, go to that. But I feel
0: like we hit them all on, on man, but now as we kind of look at sin, and what is sin, what is not sin, oh, okay. what so are some I, landmines in that area?
1: Last month, Table Talk Magazine's uh, devotional magazine... Yeah. Ligonier Ministry did a thing on like the what do they call it? The overlooked,
0: the ignored, the ignored sins or the something. The ignored sins, yeah. That and I read through those; it was yeah. really good because yeah. a
1: lot of things. So they were saying, "Look, this is this is a sin." Right.
0: This is a kind sin. kind of those little there's, like little white lies and little. There's you know. a
1: commandment. One of them I thought was really interesting was false guilt. Ooh. You know, like when you're saying something is a sin, you're over the top apologizing for it when actually maybe it's not even a sin in itself, but yeah. you're kind of beating yourself up for it laziness gluttony gossip uh you know just a lot of divorce like let's look at how this all works out and so there's one angle that anything we do that's commanded we're not supposed to do or anything we don't do that we're commanded to do anywhere in the bible is a sin and then people get really like well what about the shellfish thing and what about this in the old testament how do the covenants fit together so there's so sort of those debates. Well, I think
0: that comes with some of the man stuff, too, of, you know, people feel like, as Christians, we call it certain sins, but not other sins. Right. Right? And there were these Old Testament things you can't do, but now we say in the New Testament you can do. And- so we
1: have to figure out how the Bible communicates those. There are yeah. some people that will hold to any any imperative command. If sure. you're not sharing the gospel, you're not doing evangelism, you're in sin. Right. Uh, you know, if you're not attending church services and you've forsaken the body you're in sin and i think there's some truth to a lot of that you're not doing what you've been told to do right but then there's the the other side of it some people will say well only those things that violate the ten commandments okay now what's fascinating to me is how jesus shows us how broad that really is Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. have read do not murder right but if you hate your brother you're committing murder like oh it's kind of hard to split hairs in there so there's landmines and jesus was dealing with landmines then right talking about what is sin what isn't sin? They were splitting
0: hairs back Absolutely, then. Absolutely right. Trying to
1: figure. Oh, I'm good. I'm off the hook.
0: How do I get eternal life? I'm good. I do. I did all these things, Jesus, right? Yep. Check hey, all I, the boxes. I've I've kept up all the
1: law, so I think I think the landmines play out in how we how we try to define it. Oh, here's one. Oh, I, I, sorry. I'm just. I wasn't. Oh, this one. Uh, this one's a fun one. People will say, "Well, oh, all sins will cause you to be cast out from heaven, so all sins are the same." Right, but the Bible doesn't treat it that way. Some sins are so heinous that you had to be stoned to death. Other true. sins, you had to do this particular act in the Old Testament, or you had to you, uh, you were considered unclean during your menstrual cycle. Well, that's not stone the person to well, death. I, this sin, that sin. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's
0: it's true though, and I and I had that kind of discussion with somebody this week of, you know, well. All sin has the same weight in God's eyes, and we put the weights on there, and we say these are worse and these are better. I didn't think about the fact that the Bible kind of does that too a little bit.
1: Absolutely. And so on top of that, though, the the irony is why do people say that? What they're usually trying to do is get out from a big sin by saying, oh, my uh, reckless driving, drunk driving for the sixth time, killing someone for the fourth time is not any different than your white lie.
0: Right. Well— are, or we're trying to make ourselves feel better, right? Hey, I just stole a Snickers bar. It's not like I'm a murderer, right? Uh, yeah. So I cheated on my taxes a little bit. It goes know? both ways.
1: <laughs> but the reality is there is a varying degree of magnitude that we can see. Even, even Paul says, hey, there's a person in the church who's you know sleeping with his mom or stepmom or that situation. You need to deal with it this way. But he's not calling every other little thing. Another point, he says, hey, you know, when you come together for the Lord's Supper... Some of you were eating and getting drunk, and some of you were not be able to eat. And he's not saying at that point, put everybody out of the church. But he told right. the person sleeping with his mom, well, put him out of the church. Sure. You know, so there's a, there is a landmines here in how we read the Bible and how we understand the varying degrees of sin.
0: Well, and how we view it, too, right? And how we confront it in the lives of other believers. I mean... I, I recently met somebody who came from a pretty strict, pretty orthodox church in a different country. And they had oh, a yeah. certain bench in a certain spot in the church. That if you had sinned that week, you had to sit on that bench. And I'm trying to think, how do you fit the whole church on that one right. bench?
1: Because uh, <laughs> some people will view sin as, some people literally will view sin as like only the big majors. And let's just not worry about everything else. Right. And other people will go, everything about what I'm like, yeah. I'm sinful constantly. Yeah, And so landmines there, right? Just a lot of of debate and complexity in this field in that area by the way if it just this is just your 50 cent word for your next cocktail party the study of sin or the theology of sin is called harmatology
0: okay harmatology, so harmatology. i didn't know that and i'm in seminary so here we go
1: <laughs> easy way to easy <laughs> way to remember sin is it does you harm okay right.
0: harmatology so now let's talk about a major landmine just as we're kind of wrapping up did God create sin uh, uh. Like, I mean this is one my wife and I struggle with <laughs> uh, okay so <laughs> She's this is... not has got mad at me before this is hard because first of all
1: um, God you know as soon as we say well nothing you know everything that was ever created but sin is a description of something right it's not an actual something I can't have an actual handful of sin a bucket of sin it's a description. Just like evil is a description of something. Just like purple is a description of something. Just So the challenge here is a lot of times we struggle with the description. And the description is against God. Violation of God. Right. So on that front, can God be against himself?
0: I'm going to say no. Can,
1: right. Can he violate himself? Right. I mean, in, in the way that... He sinned against himself like that's so if if the definition in and of itself is against God right or
0: in is it kind of like darkness is the absence of light yeah, it's
1: sort of that weird conversation that way right so so here's a problem though did he create the ability for us to sin? yes, he did sure did he force us to sin? No, he did not again, okay. major landmines in the
0: conversation and, and that it, comes back to Adam and Eve too in the what is man thing right do they have different parameters than we do right we were born into sin
1: yeah well so we have a, we have a depraved sin nature although that's and they didn't so they were truly neutral sure and in being truly neutral or having a free will instead of a depraved will they possess the capability to sin against God did God create that capability yes did he create the, the sin act? Yeah. no so that because sin is an action or sin is an act right. not a thing right right and so our sin nature is a proclivity to act in a certain way so i'm not trying to answer the question but i'm just these yeah. are where the landmines sure. come in because wait Absolutely. a minute what about this and how about that and, and was it so here's what's interesting uh, i remember having a, a discussion with a pastor years ago Can, could jesus have sinned and the argument was like no way there was no way possible he could sin because he's Fully God, and God can't sin. Right. But he's also fully human. Okay. So right? there's so a 50% there's a, Well, he's not 50%, 50%. Right. So he's 100%. A 100%, 100%. He's 200%. Right? So, so together, the yeah. hypostatic union, mind-blowing. But so these, these conversations are really, really complex. Yeah. Could jesus have actually been tempted in his humanity by satan i have to say yes or Absolutely. or the perfect life was pointless but could he have actually been tempted by satan right. as god i have to say no right because he can't he can't go against his divinity so these things are complicated it's where the landmines are right. it's where you step Absolutely. on it it blows up also just for the record because i was having a conversation i think with my son about landmines uh you can't step on a landmine and then go, oh, no, I've stepped on a landmine. You've pushed the button down. Right. And, and then have somebody come along and defuse it and sell it. Because right. landmines don't work that way. So if you're thinking in theology, landmines work that way. Or, oh, I've stepped on one. Now I need to deal with it. That's not true. That's just movie late. farce. <laughs> the landmine blows up when you depress the button. When you push that thing down. Not when you release it. Well, when it gets pushed, kaboom. I have a problem with an episode of MASH
0: then. Because... Uh, there's
1: tons of those, right? <laughs> so, so my point is... Don't wait till you step on the sure. landmine to start dealing with it. Deal with it. it beforehand. Avoid the landmines. Think about the landmines. Identify the landmines. Absolutely. And that's and why
0: systematic <clears throat> theology is so important. Right. It's also why we can't cover <laughs> exactly. the topic completely here in these 20 minutes. But we are kind of loosely using Wayne Grudem's uh, 20 Basics Every Christian Should Know, Christian Beliefs, as kind of our guiding point as far as what the topics yeah, are. You have the older so.
1: version. I have the newer version. It's what, and. Seventy something yeah. pages
0: or so. Yeah, I'm at like 160 in mine. 160
1: so. to the appendix. Yeah, it's easily accessible yeah. to at least get it's you. started. It's a great started. starting point. Yeah. Yep.
0: Get so. started,
1: and then you can you can always move from there. I, I heard of some young men they are really excited. They got Gwen Grubbs' big systematic theology book. Yeah. Uh, my son is going through Christian Doctor in the big the oh, middle sure. book between yeah. the two. So there's yeah. different, there's varying levels, and then you can graduate from that
0: into and so many other resources, video Millard lectures Erickson. by RC Spall. Yeah, RC
1: Spall. <laughs> Uh, so. There are so many resources out there. just want to encourage you to start plugging into to good systematic theology yeah. resources. And also, let's just give a shout out for good biblical
0: resources. Absolutely. We're not
1: talking about landmines and biblical theology, yeah. but that helps as well.
0: So if you have any thoughts on the landmines of theology when it comes to man and sin, send us an email at saltybeliever at gmail.com. And when you sit down at dinner today, you can tell your wife that you learned the word harmonology today. No,
1: harmatology. <laughs> harmatology. Harmatology. I'm still learning mine. Har- so, what do you call it? <laughs> harmonology?
0: It's not important. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you for listening. Find more information at
1: saltybeliever.com.